the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970, The Answer. Why am I playing Sammy Hagar? Well, in just five short days, I'll be seeing Sammy Hagar in the circle down at Atlantic City at, uh, where are we seeing them? At Caesars. Cannot wait. Doing dinner at uh, Guy Fieri's place in Bally's, then heading over to Caesars to see Sammy Hagar in the circle. There's no opening act. It's just them, an hour and a half of jam-packed, Rock and roll, and then going to see them again in the summertime. Uh, Sammy Hagar is doing a uh, a tour with George Thorogood and the Delaware Destroyers, which should be uh, pretty rocking. And I'm going with a bunch of high school friends uh, to that, so that's going to be a fun night. We have a great show for you tonight. News and notes to get to, and there is a lot of news and notes. I'll have a recap of New York City, uh, the kickoff to New York City Beer Week is New York City Beer Week coming to a close. But I'll have the uh, review of the kickoff to New York City Beer Week. A lot of fun. Uh, very cold, let's put it that way. Um, I should have dressed a little more warmly. Uh, first, how can you follow me very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Email at albergy at nycradio.com. And don't forget iTunes, Google Podcasts. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find the shows there. Alexa Ready as well, radio.com, or odyssey.com. It's not radio anymore. It's Odyssey. Um, Hopped Up Network as well. Head over to the hoppedupnetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast version of this show or a plethora of others like Selling Craft Beer, uh, where I ran into Sean McNulty at uh, New York City Beer Week at the Brooklyn Navy Yard. So that was kind of cool. The Aggie Fish Market, I believe it was being held in, but inside the Brooklyn Navy Yard. Now, coming up in 20 minutes... Uh, John Henderson, the man behind the Atlantic City Beer Music Fest, will join me. Festival happening again. Baderfield again this year. Saturday, June 4th. Sunday, June 5th. There is no night session. Uh, There's no Friday night session. It's Saturday day, Sunday day. The music, the beer, the vendors. So much to get into with John. We will talk about it, including why they are back at Baderfield. Now, John had made it no secret that he wanted to be back at the convention center, but... um, I believe, and John will correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Atlantic City made him basically an offer he couldn't refuse to repurpose Bader Field. I mean, they want to make that uh, abandoned airfield a place where there are festivals and concerts and things of that nature. And so they've sort of, um, I guess, tasked John to kind of spearhead the effort to get those things done. So uh, we'll talk to John about that and a lot of other things uh, coming up in about 20 minutes from now. Now, obviously... There is a war going on, and as of this uh, taping, as of uh, Tuesday, March 1st, when I taped this segment, uh, there is still a war going on between Russia and Ukraine. Um, A Ukraine brewer has shifted 
from making beer to Molotov cocktails. Now, I've seen a number of news reports on this. This coming from Jeff Allworth's Beer Vanna blog. Um, this last Saturday, the uh, live-based uh, craft brewery Pravda shifted from making beer to Molotov cocktails. Now, in a coincidence, as Jeff writes, the brewery has a Portland, Oregon connection. Apparently, native Portlander and former Old Town brewer Corey McGinnis was the head brewer there from 2015 to 2018. Um, Liv is uh, apparently was not under the same sustained attack uh, Kiev was um, earlier in the week. Again, those things can change because, again, remember, folks, I do tape this program uh, earlier in the week. But the Russians have shelled their suburbs, so he decided to, uh, the brewery decided to make Molotov cocktails to defend themselves against uh, the Russians. Now, agriculturally, and we'll get into this in, in a little bit more detail, it's a different story. Ukraine actually, uh, a decent grower of hops, 12th in the world in total production. The country also grows native bread varieties, including Zagreva, uh, Slovakia, Slavakina, Slavkania, I believe it's pronounced. And I can't even pronounce the last one. So there's three different um, hops that they grow. But an even bigger deal is the barley. And that's what we'll get into in a moment. Ukraine is known as the breadbasket of Europe and grows a lot of wheat and barley. Um, Ukraine exported 4.3 million tons of barley in 2020. Uh, some of that had to be bound for malt houses across the world. So very interesting to note this there are, you know, this war is going to have some significant uh, impact uh, on the beer industry, possibly. Certainly in Europe, I, I'm not so sure about the United States, but uh, we'll dive more into that in just a moment. Uh, South 40 Brewing is looking for people to help them out. They're looking for part-time beer tenders and part-time sales with a passion for craft beer. Uh, you can shoot your e- an email with your resume and anything else you'd like to mention. South4040BrewingCO at gmail.com. That's South40BrewingCO at gmail.com if you're interested in being a part-time beer tender or you want to do some part-time sales uh, to sell their beer to bars because they haven't started canning yet. Um, Jones Beach Brewing officially uh, has launched to the public on March 11th. At the Helm Restaurant, or actually, it's coming up on March 11th, excuse me. At the Helm Restaurant in Freeport, thanks to Lithology Brewing, LLC, uh, Jones Beach Brewing Company will offer its flagship nautical-inspired brew, Jones Inlet IPA. Christopher Mills, he's a Long Island native, thrilled to announce the startup's opening, a brewery that pays homage to Long Island's working class, parks, beaches, and marine life by merging his two passions, great-tasting beer, and the betterment of Long Island communities. Mills able to create the brewery he always envisioned, a brewery that Robert Moses would appreciate. Uh, packaging will be first to include a tide chart providing boaters information on high tides for planning safe passage ahead of time, as well as their iconic uh, Limus logo. But now, So they've been trying to open this brewery for four years. They've hit some funding issues. Uh, then, of course, the pandemic. And so Lithology Brewing is brewing the beer, and they're only brewing this one beer. It, it remains to be seen. Again, um, they're going to be... Um, they're producing their recipes at Lithology. They're going to be distributing their product to local markets, distributors, and bars. I'm guessing Lithology is going to be canning their beer. But right now, their IPA is only going to be available at the Helm Restaurant starting March 11th uh, of this month. It'll be interesting to see what happens here. I, they're sort of gypsy brewing, but they only have one beer. You'd like to see them get a couple of beers in the hopper first before branching out. But I guess they've been doing this trying to get this thing open for so long that they decided, okay, this is what we're going to do. So there you go. Now, speaking of the barley, kudos to Jones Beach Brewing. Let's hope, uh, hey, 
The best thing for them to do, get into Jones Beach at the arena, at the amphitheater. Uh, but mm, we'll see. I mean, that's a great way to spread your word. Um, barley, as we talked about, barley production issues. It's the fourth largest grain uh, crop globally. Um, it accounts for um, 17, beer accounts for about 17% of worldwide barley dis- uh, production. Uh, analysts are warning that since Ukraine is in the midst of this war and they're among the top five global producers of barley, um, raw materials will probably be affected. Uh, a- Anchor Jane, who we've had on this program, he's the chief executive of India-based Bureau 91. We had him on a, a long time ago. Uh, one of India's uh, original craft brewers told the Economic Times that the escalating crisis would put further pressure on an industry already reeling from worldwide inflation and supply chain issues. His quote, barley prices have escalated quite significantly and Ukraine will definitely impact global barley pricing in the short to medium term. Whether beer companies will be able to react quickly and increase prices quickly is yet to be seen and in some cases is determined by the individual government. Um, This is a problem and this could be uh, an issue. We're already seeing issues with the aluminum can shortage. Uh, I've talked to a number of different brewers who have said they've seen some uh, issues with it, not completely. They're okay for now, but who knows down the road. If barley is affected, that can affect brewers. And as I was speaking to one brewer at Allison's uh, event at Big Brew a couple weeks ago, nobody wants to be the first brewery, and I'm speaking Jersey specifically, nobody wants to be the first brewery in Jersey to raise prices on cans whether they're charging 18 for a four-pack, 20. But I think we could see prices north of 20, 22, 25, 26, consistently, not just a one-off, consistently. And I don't think, I think it's whoever is the first one to do it, everybody else is going to follow suit. And I think they're holding the line right now, but I think eventually it's going to happen. So be forewarned, folks. I think beer prices are going to be going up in the foreseeable future, and I don't think you're going to see them coming down in the foreseeable future. I wonder if that's going to shift brewers to making um, lesser ABV beer to hold back the price. I don't know. We shall see. Finally, from Good Beer Hunting, Modern Times, uh, 10 days after announcing Modern Times would close four of its eight tap rooms and lay off 73 people, the brewery CEO says the company is now looking for an investor or a potential buyer to put it back on sound financial footing. Uh, Jennifer Briggs, the CEO, who just came in not too long ago, she joined them uh, July of 2021, uh, said if there was a buyer, we would definitely entertain them. There's a lot of con- uh, consolidation happening with other breweries. So can we be a part of something as companies look at their growth? It's a possibility. Um, she said in this interview with Good Beer Hunting, when they opened up the book, she realized there was a lot of money that was being spent. Not a lot of bills were being paid. The bottom line was being affected. And really, the bottom line with modern times is this. They expanded very quickly. I think they expected... Um, a bigger surge, and it didn't happen. I noticed a lot of modern time beer in New York City, and a lot of it was outdated. Uh, same thing would happen with Green Flash. They would send a lot of beer over here, but it would sit on shelves because there were so many other selections. So now they're pulling back and kind of trying to stay more focused and hyper-local, and that can help in the short term. But long term, how is it going to affect the company? They have coffee. They have other things going on. They're employee-owned. They had a big issue with their, C- with their original uh, co-founder, uh, a lot of, um, you know, Me Too movement type of stuff. So it remains to be seen what happens here. Modern Times makes good beer. Is that enough? I don't know. We shall see. When we come back after a short break, more news and notes from around the beer world. A lot of Jersey-centric stuff and something from Pennsylvania as well. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. 
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Judas Priest, Point of Entry. That album came out this week, this past week, in 1981, heading out to the highway. Probably their biggest hit uh, off of this album. I know Hot Rockin' was on this album. This was kind of, this was the follow-up to British Steel uh, and didn't exactly get uh, the, the best reaction that they expected. And then, lo and behold, about a year or so later, Scream for Vengeance comes out and Judas Priest, again, blows up the scene uh, on the heavy, in the heavy metal circuit, uh, not only in England, but in America as well. I'm going to see them in just a couple of weeks over at the Prudential Center. Cannot wait. Listen, coming up in 10 minutes, John Henderson, the man behind... I, I dropped an accent in there somewhere. Instead of saying Henderson, I tried to shorten it up. I'm, my apologies, John. The man behind the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest, he's going to join me on the program. The festival happening again. Uh, listen, Bader Field... They're back at Baderfield, Saturday, June 4th, Sunday, June 5th, music, beer, vendors, so much to get into. We will talk all about it with John in just under 10 minutes from now. Let us dive in to some important beer news. There's a lot of beer news to get to, and we don't have time to get into it this week. There's some stuff we'll talk about next week. Um, Big story came out about Killsborough Brewing, and they're moving to their new facilities next year. The build-out is starting to happen. We'll talk about that next week. A bunch of other stuff as well, but and I wanted to give that a little bit more um, length, and we're going to have uh, Sean Torres on the program in the next couple of weeks. Talk about the build out and what's happening there. I got a chance to run into him uh, during the kickoff to New York City Beer Week in a very freezing cold building in the Brooklyn Navy Yard. But we had a nice little chat, and it was great. Now, speaking of New York City beer, Three's Brewing co-founder and CEO uh, is stepping down uh, from the company's helm. Uh, he did that this past Tuesday after a public backlash to his claim that COVID nineteen vaccine mandates are a crime against humanity. Josh Stileman, the brewery said in a statement, has made the decision to step down from his position as CEO effective immediately. He believes that his fiduciary responsibilities as CEO of Three's Brewing are in conflict with his duties as a parent and a citizen and is choosing to be able to speak his mind without concern that the team at Three's will be held responsible for his personal views, the statement reads. They posted this on their Facebook and Instagram accounts. Uh, Three's statement did not clarify if Stileman is retaining an ownership stake in the company. Jared Cohen, Three's current COO, will step in as CEO, according to the brewery statement. Um, a part of this com- uh, this statement, they said uh, they are ready to open their doors to returning customers. The quality of the product and our company values remain the same as before. Our doors are open, and we look forward to welcoming you in for a beer soon. Uh, look, the bottom line, from my point of view, he needed to step down. The bigger question is will he continue to profit from the business, or is he divesting himself of the business completely? If he is still in the shadows, so to speak, he's going to be found out, and that'll be an even bigger problem, in my opinion. This is a wonderful area for beer in Brooklyn. It would be a shame if customers and accounts boycott them altogether. Um, The stepping down is the right thing to do. Whether or not he is still involved in the day-to-day operations of the company or is profiting from it, that remains to be seen. My advice to him... I would divest yourself from the company as quickly as possible, this way that the employees there are not caught in any unnecessary backlash. That's just my opinion. Beer Barbecue Bacon Showdown. That's right. My good friend Alice in her event returns May 14th at Menin Arena Field in Morristown, New Jersey. 30 New Jersey breweries, each bringing three styles of beers. One of these styles will be rare or specially created for the event. Senior Sangria, Broad Street Seltzer's joining the party as well. There are plenty of barbecue and bacon creations available for purchase. Take advantage of the VIP hour, first crack at the beer, and an incredible VIP buffet, which is going to be uh, put together by um, by Chef Chris Massey. 
Uh, the VIP is noon to 1. General admission is 1 to 5. You get your info and tickets. NJBeerBBQFest.com. The benefit will aid the Chester First Aid Squad. This is an event that I do every year. I judge uh, this event. I judge the food. I judge the beer. It is a phenomenal event. We have a great time doing this. Uh, this was the first event that we went to uh, after all of the COVID restrictions, uh, and it was wonderful. Uh, open air field. Uh, there's really no issues. I believe you can bring your pets as well. Um, you, know, you can bring your dogs and stuff as long as they're well behaved. I'm pretty sure I might be wrong on that one. Uh, but it is a fun event. Allison just puts on a tremendous event. There's going to be music. It's a lot of fun. Trust me. Get there. You will not be disappointed. And you get to see me if you want to see me. Well, all right. Let's move on. Now, another event she's doing the following weekend, um, Pints in the Park. It pours into town Saturday, May 21st. Tickets are on sale now. It's a craft beer experience. It's outdoors at the beautiful Washington Lake Park Amphitheater area in Sewell, New Jersey. Uh, You can save uh, $25 on tickets with code SAVE25. That's in all caps, SAVE25. Um, 3 to 7 p.m., 100 styles of craft beer, sangria, and cider. Great music, access to great food, vendors, and merchandise. Uh, Pintsfest.com is the website. The SAVE25 code expires on Sunday, March 20th. 21 and over with picture ID for entry. No one under 21 will be allowed. Um, And speaking of the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest, are you looking to score tickets to the festival and you want to save some cash? Are you looking to score AC Beer Fest tickets and have a beer on the folks who put on the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival? This is going to be really cool. Uh, Join the Good Time Tricycle Crew on Wednesday, March 23rd at Victory Brewing Company's Philadelphia location in their new tap room uh, for their ticket and beer promo. Listen to this. At the event, you get your tickets for a flat $65. No fees, no taxes, plus they will buy your first beer. So think about it. With all the taxes and fees, they're going to pick up the they're going to pick up your first beer and you're going to get the tickets for 65 bucks flat fee. That's pretty cool. Now additionally, one lucky person will have a chance to win upgraded tickets to VIP for their session, which means you get into the 2022 Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival early. You get a swag bag. You get a welcome toast with the headlining band. It's pretty cool. So you get all of this stuff, plus you get you get to go in early. One person's going to win that. That's pretty cool. And you get to have four hours of beer and fun, drinking music and food, and all kinds of crazy stuff. Wednesday, March 23rd, only at Victory Brewing Company's Philly Taproom. 1776 Benjamin Franklin Parkway in Philadelphia, 19103 is the zip. It's from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. That is something you really want to take advantage of if you don't want to pay any fees or taxes. We'll talk to John more about this and some other uh, ticket events that they have going on that you will be able to get your tickets with no fees or taxes uh, over the next uh, month and a half or so. So it is definitely something that you want to check out. Our good friends from Stone, they've announced expansions within their East Coast operation that will elevate the destination brewery experience and allow for increased production of their internationally distributed beers. The Richmond, Virginia brewery this week received four new tanks, increasing the brewery's production capacity from 150,000 barrels to 200,000 barrels. So um, they will be uh, increasing their beer and hard seltzer uh, uh, offerings. Uh, the massive 1,000-barrel tanks journeyed up the James River by barge. They docked this past Wednesday. Uh, Stone's East Coast Brewery services nearly all states east of the Rockies, much of Stone's international distribution as well, including all of Europe and the United Kingdom. 
they also have added a 10-barrel pilot system in which the brewers can create some different beers on there, uh, a kind of stone innovation, uh, so to speak, and then you'll be able to try them at the brewery. i got to make a trip. You know, my wife and I should just take a ride down to Virginia. There's a bunch of places we want to hit, and this is one of them that we should absolutely hit. Now, they're expected to turn out local one-off creations as early as this May. Uh, they also added a live Buena-themed food trailer to the Stone Brewing Tap Room in Richmond. Um, they're now serving San Diego-inspired food in a nod to Stone's flagship location just north of the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, chicken tinga nachos and tacos, jackfruit carnita rice bowl, pretzel bites with beer cheese among the offerings. Uh, of course, uh, Buena Vista salt and lime lager and Buena Vida, Buena Vida hard seltzer are also served as well. Uh, the, this experience is open Wednesday through Sunday at the Stone Brewing Tap Room uh, in Richmond. That's pretty awesome. Finally, um, the Colorado Brewers Guild have announced the participating breweries for their Collaboration Fest. More than 135 breweries are going to be showcasing their one-of-a-kind creations at Collaboration Fest. It's a, the original Collaboration Beer Festival where the Colorado Brewers Guild members team up with brewers, both near and far, let their imaginations run wild and create great beer. I'm not going to get into all the, the, the breweries that will be there. It's a long list. Go over to coloradobeer.org to look up all the collabs. There are way too many for me to list here. Uh, this is going to be held April 2nd, 2 to 6 p.m. at the Fillmore Auditorium. Uh, you can purchase your tickets via Live Nation. General admission tickets are $65. Early access tickets cost $85. Going to be a fun event. I wish I could go. Unfortunately, I'm going to be coming back from Atlantic City after seeing Greta Van Fleet. And when we come back after a short break, speaking of Atlantic City, John Henderson, the man behind the Atlantic City Beer Music Fest, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, Google Play, uh, iTunes. It's actually Google Podcast now. They change it up all the time. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on those platforms. Alexa Ready as well, iHeartRadio, Odyssey.com. And, of course, the Hopped Up Network. You head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com. You can find the podcast version of the show a couple minutes after it ends on early Monday morning. Then you can download it and listen to it at your leisure. Newfound glory there, all downhill from here. That's one of the main acts that will be at this uh, event coming up with my next guest, who is an old friend of the show. He's the promoter for the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. It's no longer at the convention center, folks, in Atlantic City. It'll be again like it was last year, Bader Field. Saturday and Sunday, June 4th and 5th. It's only two sessions this time. There's no Friday night session. Tons of beers, great bands, food for purchase, so much more to do. One of the best events I go to every year forever. I mean, what are we talking, 15, 16 years here? ACBeerFest.com, the website for more info and, of course, to purchase tickets. Let me welcome back to the show my good friend, John Henderson. John, what is going on, my brother? Al, you are so good for my ego, it's not even funny. I'm going to keep you around. I'm just going to put you in the passenger seat of my car and just be like, Al, just talk nice. Just I will do that. Nice and I'll feel good every day. I love it. I love it. Now, back to Baderfield in June. No more night session, just two-day sessions. I know you wanted to be back in the convention center, but it seems to me like Atlantic City wants you here at Baderfield. Did they sweeten the pot to get you to go back? You know, and it's funny. Um, the mayor's a friend. The mayor was really wanted it out there. Um, you know, dealings with the convention center kind of went south 
you know, it was, you know, they were raising costs across the board, right. which of course trickles down to ticket holders, ticket trickles down to exhibitors, brewery, kind of all over the map. And we just couldn't justify it. So we thought, you know, well, we're still, you know, on that, the, our heels from COVID, you know, let's try it. Let's do it again outside. You know, I had a blast. I genuinely thought, you know, we've been doing this festival for 16 years. Yeah. I generally thought that it felt more like a festival outdoors. Yep. You know, I'm a fresh air guy. I mean, we do 10, 11 events a year, all except for our tattoo expo are outside. Right. So, you know, yes, there's a little bit of weather, sure. you know, and people are always, and that was the one thing that I kind of blew my mind on our social media. You saw it. Folks are like, it's going to be hot and sunny. It might rain. I'm like, folks, it's going to be weather one way or the other. Right. Come on. You know, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, the, the way we look at it is if it rains, wear a rain slicker, you know, beer started off wet. It's going in wet. You know, if it's sunny, we've got a sunscreen station. Just come in, come do it. Yeah. I mean, listen, I went to the night session on Friday night. It poured before it started. The rainbow popped out. I thought everything was good. And I'm going to assume that things will be slightly different than last year. Obviously, last year was all about social distancing. So you had a lot of stuff spread out in a lot of different places. I'm guessing we're not going to have that type of deal this year. But will there be more shade and water stations set up for the heat since both sessions are during the day? You know, it's funny. People completely missed the giant 40 by 60 foot tents that were in the center of the festival. I know. Right. Every, you know, there were two giant tents that were barely occupied. Right. You know, so we had a lot of people, you know, oh, I, got, I needed shade. I needed shade. Right. I mean, there was shade. There was water. But people were just like, no, nah, I got to drink. I got to do this. I right. got to dance. I got to. People forget that when they're in the moment. You know, they don't they don't think about the shade that, you know, they're having a party, they're drinking, they're with their friends. Right. You know, it's after the fact when they're a nice shade of purple from sunburn <laughs> that they were like, oh, I needed more shade. Right. You know, I'm feeling like a lizard. John, I yeah, get, now I, we'll have I get I'm sorry. I, I get texts from my wife during these events. Hydrate. That's all I get is one word. Yep. Hydrate. So yeah, she's right. But that, you were saying is, about the uh, the water station and shades. Yeah, so there's 100% going to be, you know, the same, you know, the shade, same shade options and then some more because we're going to add some more unique programming to the weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to let that cat out of the bag, but yeah, it's, you know, it's every year we do something different. You know that, right? Yeah. We try to kind of step up the bar this year, you know, like every other music festival on the, and on the country. Our lineup's insane. Like we went insane with our musical lineup. Oh yeah, I saw our that. Our brewery lineup is always insane, right? I'm very mm-hmm. proud of our brewer. I'm more proud of our brewery lineup, oddly enough. Well, not oddly enough. It's a beer festival. Right. I'm more proud of our brewery lineup than I am with our bit band lineup. You know, we always have great liquid, man. We always have great liquid, mm-hmm. great people out there pouring it, talking about it. Right. You know, I say it every year. I sound like a broken record. It's an opportunity for beer discovery. You yes, know, it is. A great friggin' soundtrack. Uh, I, John, without a doubt, I mean, every year, and I've been going to this for a long time now, I never get through the entire festival trying every beer there is stuff i have to cherry pick because there's just so much of it you can't get to it within that four hour time frame it really honestly even if you were taking a sip and running to the next station it's almost impossible to get in uh every single beer and you guys put on i thought last year i thought you guys put on a fantastic event due to all the covid restrictions and everything else my legs were killing me the next day and it was well worth it we're talking with john henderson promoter of the atlantic city beer and music fest and a lot of other stuff that he does in and around atlantic city but the fest this year Baderfield, 
Saturday and Sunday, June 4th and 5th, acbeerfest.com is the website for more info and, of course, to purchase tickets. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And speaking of tickets, you have a few events for folks to purchase tickets with no fees at all. Now, you got two going on here that I, I, that I saw on the socials. Uh, one coming up Wednesday, March 23rd at Victory's New Tap Room in Philly, and one at Ship Bottom on Wednesday, May 4th. Tell the folks what that's all about. So what we've learned is... At- First off, and you know me, we're friends, you know, outside of all of this media junk, right? I like people. I like to spend time with people. I like to get involved. I like people to, you know, to have conversations about stuff. And when people are purchasing tickets, you know, via the Internet, it's so impersonal. Plus, you know, there's fees, there's taxes. What we created about six years ago was these on-site ticket purchasing opportunities, which would give people the opportunity to, you know, save on save some cash on their festival ticket for one right? and, you know, come out and, you know, have a beer. Cause what we do is if you come to one of these events and it's like, I'll give you the exact dates. Um, we've got the first one is at the tap room at victory, right? March 23rd, uh, which is a Wednesday. Yep. 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 Um, the one after that is at vagabond, which is April 6th. Right. And then you got and ship the bottom in Wednesday, May 4th. Yep, but we have Flying Fish on April 20th. Oh, cool. So we do them every two weeks. So we do four or five of them. And what happens is if you come to these events and you buy um, your beer fest ticket, no no fees, no um, no fees, no taxes, we also buy your first beer. So your first beer at these breweries is on us. Yeah. Come on. I mean, that's that's the cool thing. And you know what's funny? I had Bill Kovalevsky on a couple of weeks ago from Victory. And uh, at that new, you know, we were talking about the new tap room. I am. He was kind of upset, and so am I. That they there was a pool there, and they covered. They had to cover it up before they could open the place. They had to. They had yeah. to remove the pool. That would have been. That would have been awesome if they would have still had the pool there. And you guys are jumping in, selling tickets, and, and uh, buying people beer. Skinny dipping, bro. Exactly. Skinny dipping. Exactly. Yep. It would be called an intimate evening with John and Beer Fest crew. <laughs> I love it. Now, before we get to the AC Beer Fest. Tell the audience about the chilling knockout you're having. You're basically taking over New York Avenue on May 21st. Yeah, dude, you pay attention, bro. I love how you pay attention. Come on. So, um, so May 21st, we are launching, and you know, we do we specialize in you know consumption, right? Right. Um, we're doing the area's first chili knockout and spicy food festival. So, we're inviting 20 plus restaurants to kind of cook up a chili. Uh, we were going to, the attendees, it's a people's choice, you know, at the end of the day with any kind of consumption based contest, I think people are the best, best form of judges, right? right? If the people like it, that's what's popular. Right. So the chili cook-off is people's choice. And then all these restaurants are tasked to create other spicy foods. Then there's, you know, a whole, uh, whole section of hot sauces of local artists. We're going to do some fun chili pepper eating contests, live music, mariachi bands. We've got a couple brewery friends that are going to create spicy beers for us. We've got uh, our friends at Alibi Gin and uh, Little Water are going to create some cool spicy cocktails going to be a really neat day out especially you know we keep we keep ta- we putting it out there that we're we're heating up spring with the chili knockout and spicy food fest that's awesome that is awesome they're going to take over new york avenue it's going to be a blast there's lots of good stuff going on there that is going to take place on may 21st we're talking with john henderson uh promoter of the atlantic city beer and music fest Baderfield, fr- uh saturday and sunday 
June 4th and 5th, acbeerfest.com is the website for more info and, of course, to purchase your tickets. But if you go to one of these events, whether it's Victory's Tap Room in Philly, Ship Bottom on, on Wednesday, May 4th, uh, Flying Fish, if you go, Vagabond, if you go to any of these places, you can get your tickets with no fees. That's awesome. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Now, you are doing the Hops 5K run, correct? That's going to take place Saturday afternoon before the session. Is that right? No, Sunday. That's oh, it's going to be Sunday. So- okay. Yep, Sunday, uh, June fifth, and that'll you know it leaves Ocean at about ten ten thirty. Everybody runs down the boardwalk, stops, and has some beers at some designated locations. And then if you run fast enough, you're amongst the first to get into the festival itself, and you can walk around before the thousands of people get there, try some beers, BS a little bit. Some guys have been fortunate enough to hear sound checks. So yes, yeah, it's, it's a cool uh, it's a cool opportunity to participate in the festival's kind of shenanigans, right? And get in early. That is awesome. And uh, last thing for me, John. I mean, I know the you guys kind of last year, and I'm, I'm I don't know if you're going to do this this year, but yeah, you kind of had the food trucks all centrally located in one spot. Is that kind of the theme that you're going to be doing again uh, this year, so that so this we, way if people are hungry, they can just go to one central spot? So we did that. Um, we started that at the convention center, and it right. came from. Years ago, years, almost seven or eight years ago, maybe even 10, me listening, because I walk around the festival, right? right. Oh, no, you know, I, know. I walk around and I pay attention to people and I listen to people and I talk to people because I want to continuously make the festival better, right. right? So it comes from, you know, kind of learnings. I was walking through the festival and a girl had walked by um, Chickie and Pete's Krabby Fries and had already eaten and was full. She's like, I wish I would have known that was here. I would have loved to have those as well. Well, then it got me thinking, well, you know, she's not the only person that thinks like this. Right. You know, she's, she's, you know, people are walking through and they want to look at their food options, like a menu, right? Right. You know, you want all your food options in one spot. Right. You know, and that's why we created that section that's solely the food section. So you can really say, okay, well, here's my menu for the weekend. There you go. See, that's smart. It's, it, you do things so smart. I just, I want you to bring the dunk tank back. That's the thing I want. I it's want the dunk it is good. It's coming back. Yeah, it was. It was there last year. It was I know. I saw it. I saw. But I, it was at yeah. night, and you couldn't really kind of. Uh, you know. I mean. I know. So but let's during talk the day. about that for a second. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how much. How much time you have? No. No. Go ahead. Have, but come on. So uh, the shifting to, and I've gotten a lot of questions, but this is a great opportunity to talk about it. Right. The two day sessions, getting you know, getting rid of the Saturday night session and the Friday night session, came from that. Right. Mm-hmm. Came from you know I couldn't find stuff, and as much light as we put out there it's impossible to light it and keep it safe. Yeah, exactly. So we thought, all right, let's take this transition. We The festival was when it started was Saturday and Sunday, and people have been clamoring to go back to it. Okay. So we thought, all right, let's do it as day sessions. Let's do it as day drinking. Let's not do a Friday night session, but let's use Friday as a catalyst to drive people through Atlantic City for brick-and-mortar beer events. So you'll see, you know, kind of trickling out over the next couple months of a um, mm-hmm beer events at restaurants, you know, spaces in Atlantic City to get everybody here on Friday. And then Saturday, you know, that you do the two to six thing and Sunday, the 12 to four thing, we're going to do brunches before the festival. We're going to do after parties after the festival on both days. Nice. So that's good. It allowed us to really, because economic impact is important to our company. 100%. Um, We we like to hang, we like to hang, that's a metal we really, really like. Right. So what we had to do was figure out the best way to still produce a festival, but make sure that, especially now that we're not in the center of the city, in the center of the city, we typically flooded everybody into the city. Right. Well, now we're on Bader Field, which is a bookend. 
you know, we've got to send people back into the city. And, you know, we thought of a bunch of different catalysts and you'll see them popping up just to do that. Right. See, that's that that is actually a smart thing. And it makes total sense. My guest has been John Henderson. He's the promoter of the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. It's taking place Baderfield Saturday and Sunday, June 4th and 5th. ACBeerFest.com, the website for more information. And, of course, to purchase your tickets. John, thanks so much for joining me tonight. I really do appreciate it. Cannot wait to see you that weekend down in June at at Baderfield. We are going to have a blast, my friend. My man, I always appreciate your support. Thank you very much. You got it. Love you, brother. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. All right, final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, and my thanks uh, to John Henderson from the Atlantic City a Beer and Music Fest. Now, uh, John told me off-air after we finished uh, the interview, we are going to have a pair of tickets to give away for each session of the AC Beer and Music Fest that's going to be taking place Saturday, June 4th, 2 to 6 p.m., Sunday, June 5th, from noon to 4 p.m. I'll have details on that soon on how I'm going to give those uh, tickets away. So you got to listen in. You want to wear a, win a pair of free tickets for each se- for a, each session. Saturday, June fourth, two to six. Sunday, June fifth, noon to four. There's one pair for each. Uh, I will have details soon on how we're going to give those away. We're not giving them away tonight. We will give them away at some point. And before we dive into suds and duds, just want to give a shout out to Rabbit Hill Malt House, um, the Malt Cup, which is put on by the Craft Malt Maltsters Guild. As a, chef, a chance for malt houses around the world to showcase their malt and get feedback from industry professionals, the best of show winner this year was Rabbit Hill Malt House, which is located in New Jersey. Um, they uh, provide malt for uh, breweries like Screaming Hill Brew, uh, Brewing. Um, you, so you've tasted the fruits of their labor at every pint that you've had at Screaming Hill and at other breweries uh, from around the state. So congratulations to Rabbit Hill uh, as the best of show winner for best malt house uh, in the entire world. Very, very cool. So kudos to them. Kudos to Screaming Hill for putting that announcement out uh, for the guys at Rabbit, Ra- excuse me, Rabbit Hill Malt House, which is great news uh, for them. Let me run through Suds and Duds because we're going to be out of time here. And then I wanted to talk about New York City Beer Week, which we will talk about within Suds and Duds here. Got some beers from our mutual friend brewing. One of them that I cracked open was a Bell Lap. Uh, this is a Kolsch. Uh, brewed with um, mosaic and whole melon lops, uh, hops. Oh, my God. I can't talk tonight. I don't know what it is. I've been fumbling over stuff. Uh, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. Anyway, and you would think that I was drinking, but I'm not. Nice color, decent bite on this, and easy drinking beer. So much for me to say. Uh, let's move on. Uh, thanks to the, our friends at OMF uh, for the beers that they sent. We'll be reviewing a few of those over the next couple of weeks. Lost at the Source. By Source Brewing, this was a collab between Source and Lost Tavern Brewing. A banging collab on this one. Uh, the, the color on it is amazing, but just went down for an Imperial. Went down absolutely super smooth. I loved it. Um, just, I'm glad I still have a couple of cans left of this because I really want to enjoy it. Uh, I Life by Icarus. Uh, this is a great American lager by the guys at Icarus Brewing. They just did a great job with this. And then I had a, uh, I bought a jersey from Bradley Brew Project. Crisp. Clean, a really, really nice lager, a very, very crystal clear, almost see-through. Not um, not as good as Source's 
Venetian Pilsner, which was like, I mean, clear as a day, clear as a bell. But this one was uh, was pretty close when it comes to uh, lagers. Uh, very, very nice beer uh, from the folks at Bradley Brew Project. Now, New York City uh, Beer Week, New York City Brewers Guild put this on in the Brooklyn Navy Yard. This was a fantastic event. Had a great time trying a lot of good beers. Fiden's was one of them that is there from upstate. Um, this was a Loose Boots, a hazy, juicy, banging beer. Uh, really, really nice. The best beer probably that I had the entire event, actually there were two. The um, collab between um, the Seed and uh, Timber Ales, uh, a 12% stout, was phenomenal. But the one that I had that I could probably drink over and over again, and i got to get these guys on the show because I want to know how they did this, 27A Brewing Company. Never heard of these guys. Uh, I believe they're out on Long Island. They had, they called it a small stout. I said, what the heck, what, what's a small stout? Well, this was a rainbow cookie stout that normally brewers would make this 10, 11, 12, 13% under 5%. It was like 4, 8. This was something I could crush all day long. This would be the after dessert beer that just would continue to give and give and give and give. Oh my goodness. Phenomenal. I could not get over how good this beer was. It was fantastic. Got to chat with a lot of different people. It was very cold in there. My wife and I definitely underdressed for the event. Should have absolutely had warmer clothes. In fact, she had to go sit out in the car for a little bit. Um, and I, I stuck around for about another half hour, 45 minutes. And then we went over to um, Tipsy Barler. Uh, uh, no, was it Tipsy Scoops? Tipsy Scoop. That's it, in Brooklyn. Uh, had a boozy ice cream. Fin- what a what a fantastic setup. If you're looking for some fun, uh, I think it was in Williamsburg. They have one in Manhattan as well. Fantastic. Ice cream infused with alcohol. We both had a Sunday. You get to keep the glass, which was a, basically a can-style beer glass. Fantastic. What a great time we had. Just a, a wonderful day. Thanks to Ann Riley and the folks from the New York City Brewers Guild for having me. Um, it, was, it was wonderful. Got to catch up with Sean Torres from Killsborough. I uh, talked with the, uh, uh, the the guys over at Twin Elephant. They were there with the collab from Five Burrows, which was really good. Sticky, sticky. It was like a sticky rice kind of collab. Um, had some really great beer. Oh, and by the way, underrated beer, Coney Island. Coney Island did a fantastic beer, which I think I, uh, no, I thought I checked in on it, but I didn't. The, the, the beers from Coney Island, Jim, who used to brew for Wet Ticket, uh, is brewing for Coney Island Brewing now, and I got to get out there. He did a kimchi pilsner that was great. The heat was just enough, and then it backed off. And then he did a smoked beer, which I'm not a big fan of smoked beers. This was excellent. little maple, kind of a bacony taste to it, uh, but really, really good. Got to get over to Coney Island this, uh, this summer uh, and check out the brewery. Hop Futures by Icarus. This was a collab between uh, Icarus and Alternate Ending. A juicy, hazy, a little bit of an, ex- an acidic bite to it. Uh, it was nice, but it had that little bit of acidic bite that I, w- I wasn't really sure about. But it was... It was definitely a good beer. I would like to try the alternate ending version of it and see if it has that same acidic bite to it. But nonetheless, a great collab by two really good breweries. I mean, Icarus is killing it, and I cannot wait for them to open their facility uh, next town over in a brick coming up probably late this year, early next year. Uh, Source of Hoppiness, I had this at Paragon Tap and Table. It was on tap there. Uh, Listen, this this is Source's staple beer, without a doubt. This is their, you know, crushable... Solid, uh, hazy, juicy IPA that you can just at six and a half—it's like six and a half, seven percent—that you can just knock back and, and knock down all day long. Always a good beer. And then they have a, uh, Paragon is getting a lot of uh, other half in cans and on tap. This time I had uh, Green City uh, by other half. 
that they have on tap there. Uh, and honestly, and I said this uh, when I checked in on Untapped, and you can follow me there, uh, at Catullo, um, other half rarely makes a bad beer. I mean, this is a delicious beer. It's excellent. It was so good. It was kind of the pre-gaming uh, to uh, going to see Journey and Toto. Uh, I didn't buy any beer inside the arena because it's tough to find the Jersey beers. They tell you where they are, but you don't know what they have and how fresh it is. So I didn't want to waste, uh, you know, $16, $18 for a, for a can of beer or $20 for a can of beer and find out that it's not fresh. So I stayed away from it. And to be honest... I wanted to be responsible. I was driving that night. I didn't want to have too many and, you know, and have to drive home. So uh, trying to be as responsible as I can, especially I have my wife with me. You know, got to do the right thing and be responsible. Um, next week's program, we're going to be talking about a bunch of different things. Obviously, the build-out of Killsboro, uh, I posted on the uh, Facebook page, uh, on the uh, AG Craft Beer Cast page. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to have Sean Torres on the show to discuss that. Uh, drinks to go in New York. It is closer to becoming a reality. Uh, maybe some other things will be happening in that bill. Governor Kathy Hochul wants that to happen. Let's see if it does happen. We're going to talk about a bunch of different things on next week's program. Um, but my thanks to everybody involved in the show and my guest, John Henderson from Good Time Tricycle Productions, the group that is behind the Atlantic City uh, Beer and Music Fest. We will have tickets to give away for the fest coming up in, in the next couple of weeks. I will let you know the details on that. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. I am back live on the Joe Piscopo Show Monday morning at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.